0: In this episode, I sit down with one of my best friends, Puriya Kuka, who is from Iran, but currently an artist living in France. Uh, we've been friends for over a decade. We met and when he used to play drums with us. He's one of the best musicians of jam with, probably the best person of jam with as a bassist. He's the drummer to my bassist. We talk art, we talk Hitler's paintings, we talk death, we talk all sorts of weird portals to terror shit. Prepare your brains to get fucked. Welcome, Terrarians, to this beautiful, unusual, special episode of Port. I say it every time, every freaking episode. It's an unusual, special episode of Portals to Terra. This episode is—it uh, is truly special. <laughs> That's how I sell my shit. I'm like the carpet vendor in uh, in the bazaar. And I go, this one, Habibi, this is very special carpet, please. Um, Today's guest, our fellow aliens, is a terrarian who's one of my best friends. And I say one of my best friends because I don't want to rank. Maybe he is my best friend, but you don't want to rank, you know? Because what is that bullshit, best friend, you know? Like, do you have one best? Is it like, it's difficult to put people on the right. He's one of my favorite people on earth. Oh, that's good. That, is it good? Is mm-hmm. that, yeah. Maybe the most favorite, but we don't know. <laughs> Maybe it turns out he's a piece of shit two days from now and I hate him, so that's why I'm just saying one of them. <laughs> uh, he is, uh, he goes by the name Coca. We won't tell you what his real name is. because It's like his secret identity. He does art in France which is the most French thing to do in France. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Coca, everybody. Hello. Can you talk a bit closer to yes. the Yes. Yeah. So what's up man?
1: Great. I'm, I'm really happy to see you man. It's been four years
0: since last time we were together. Yeah, yeah. We've been RTV, you, you yeah. said we've been hanging out in five different countries. Yes, this is the fifth. This is the fifth. There is uh, Budapest, where you used to live at some point. There's Austria. We went to a Stephen Wilson concert there <laughs> together on my birthday, and we've also been deep into the mountains, like the Milka thing, <laughs> the Milka ad with the cow. We went there like the Alps and shit. We've been to Amsterdam. We don't talk about Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> we've been to Amsterdam, doing Amsterdam kind of shit, and uh, we've been to we've been to France, where you live in Grenoble. Yeah, we went to the beautiful Annecy and that other side of the Alps. Yeah, and now we're here in Istanbul. Finally, which of these countries is the most racist? No. <laughs> Don't answer. We all know the answer. Um, yeah, how do you like Istanbul so far? I mean, it took me a while.
1: There is too many people. I mean, where I live is a little city with hundred times less people. It was overwhelming for me to be here, but I got used to it very fast. Yeah. It reminds me Tehran, but Tehran, Tehran, but it's it's really really cool. I mean, especially where you are at. It's calm. Yeah. and I, I love the building here, man. They are yeah. beautiful. They are really. They have a great historical places, and I'm falling in love slowly. But okay. at the at the beginning when I arrived, it was super overwhelming for me. Yeah, I love it so far, so good, and especially you are here. So I've got the chance to see you and a couple of other people that I love, yeah, in the same time.
0: Well, I get more near to your mic. No, 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 because I yell. I you talk very slowly, so should be closer <laughs> to you. Yeah, no, I, spe- uh, like, I understand, like when I came here from Buddha, when I went to Grenoble, I had that feeling, but the opposite of it, that it was mm-hmm. like, everything's so calm, Yeah, this is so good, you know? But then when I came here, I also, to me, everything was like, how do you say acid trip without saying acid trip? <laughs> Not that I've ever tried acid, but uh, it was like, it's really like a psychedelic experience. Like everything smells different. The the colors, sounds, people, uh, smells... And it is overwhelming to me at first because, like, I think f- for people who have anxiety issues, you're always looking for danger. You're looking for what can harm me. And there's so much, uh, you're exposed, mm. agoraphobia in a way, which mm. Bourdain was also agoraphobia. But, anyways, so you go like always trying to fix things. But at this point, I think this has become my norm. And I'm so comfortable in it. And I'm actually enjoying it. So when I go out, especially if you put some rock and roll, some Queens of the Stone Age or Eagles of Death Metal, and I'm just, you know strolling through the people like trying to get through everything people people bus now dodge this bullet At you know motorcycle and i'm more it's like zen it's like meditation where you're always in the moment it's so alive and i know that on the long run it can have effects on your brain and that's why people go to the islands or go to like the one you went you went to Buyukada or like Adlar, yeah. Adlar, they yeah. take a trip to Fethiye or somewhere just to like reset and then they come back. But I think that 30 million people or something, I think give or take with the refugees, Thirty million in a city, and the city itself is so fucking beautiful that you come in, and every every district, it's it's like its own city. Like you went to the like the Karakoy and the Istiklal yeah. and stuff is a different world different from like world, Kadikoy yeah. and then you go to Bebek, which you haven't, and and then there is the Kaitana. Like all of them is mm-hmm. a different.
1: It's yeah, it's super stimulating. Like the smells are changing every yeah. block. And. And as you said like you have to be super aware because the cars are everywhere even in the sidewalk there are sometimes bikes or motorbikes i mean but as you said it's meditating but in a very very harsh way meditating you are in a moment but the moment is chaos so you're meditating on chaos yeah but well yeah as i said i'm getting used to it and i will be here one more week so i have a lot more places to discover more friends to see what i totally agree with you is very very meditating but i'm meditating on chaos yeah. i haven't had this experience since i left shanghai it's quite like shanghai but way more uh middle eastern you know like more in a way i mean familiar smells or this familiar culture but as much as people i saw in china man like yeah. really it's huge it's huge but, I mean, I, I learned a lot about myself. I mean, it's been seven years I didn't live in such a place. And I saw how living in a calm little town near to Compain have changed my spirit, you know. Like, I am mm-hmm. I got used to that. So, I had to just wake up in a new place after, like, three hours of light. And it was Do shocking. Do you think
0: one is healthier for humans than the other?
1: I don't have a general idea for humans. I can't say that, but I can say for myself yes, one is healthier. I'm I'm way better in a in a less populated places. Yeah. So so it's where I can meditate on other thing than chaos. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't have a I can't have a. j I'm not a really how how can I say scientist to say it's good for human or bad for human. I can say for me. It's, yeah it's better to don't have this much of people around me yeah for me personally yeah I, yeah, prefer. I think I
0: think that it is uh, generally the same for all humans but there is also the excitement aspect which is cool which is cool. Yeah. So I, I haven't made up my mind. I know mm-hmm. I because I'm from Tehran, I know this is more my natural habitat but at the same time I understand that everybody from a metropole has anxiety issues. I see everybody from Tehran has anxiety issues the pace of the city everything and it's related so to each other the anxiety and the overpopulation
1: yeah okay yeah I see well the the first thing maybe I can agree with that I think more people saw more danger I mean I'm talking about the amount of cars running around the amount of bikes running around but yeah I can see how it can change your spirit yeah. I, I never lived in Tehran, so I, I don't know. I just have traveled maybe once when I wanted
0: to get out of the country. That's why I think Budapest was the perfect middle ground. Exactly. Like you exactly. have everything yeah. happening, everything. You can go to Tehran or whatever big city, which is a district, which is where is and is. Like exactly. They, they can, and the rest of the city is just Sesame Colt, Street. It's like just street. like, yeah. so
1: Yeah, I, I love that about Budapest. Yeah. You choose. You wanna have a badass trip, just go to Blaha. Yeah, go yeah, to, to Blaha. Act. No, 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 Yeah, Blaha, yeah. Blaha is
0: a freight train. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free
1: fun fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, where you were living, it was like campaign It wasn't Compens, but it was seriously oh, yeah. a calm place that I really loved. But yeah, one of my favorite places so far, it's Budapest. I mean it's super cliche and cheesy to say my heart is there but it's been i think a couple of years i couldn't travel there i think last time i came was five years ago i came to see you yeah and since then i didn't have a reason to go back
0: yeah, yeah. and i think covid happened and all that yeah and changed yeah, our habits i know i mean there are, every country has the problems Financial problems are important. A healthy economy is important, but I think Sentimental wise it's very different, you know I I think a lot of people in many of the cities that we will not name that we named now are struggling But yet there is the soul of the city and the love you have for the city. Yeah, and it's such a hard thing to balance Hmm. There are places now I can shit talk on Germany Germany I mean, I think there are places where you can make shit ton of money, but I'm not sure if life is as exciting. Like you can go to fucking Nuremberg. I've traveled to Nuremberg. Yeah. It's boring as fuck. You can get a good job there, start making good money, but is it worth it?
1: I haven't been there. I, I have no idea. Nothing not... but the Nazi
0: trials. <laughs> that's where the Nazi trials were, and where? the court is still there in Nuremberg.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, that's where they prosecute. And you know what's funny? So all kebab and arabs wow <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Take if that's funny or no. <laughs> can you imagine like the place where they tried nazis ended up becoming like
1: the mass immigration yeah concentration place yeah I see.
0: not that they tried nazis i think the tr- nazi because tr- i know the nuremberg law is the one where hitler said these are the people who have who can live imagine you make a law you know how you make a law like you can't smoke (laughs) inside or you know that's usually laws you know like it's illegal to like drink past 10 o'clock or something this motherfucker made a law about who can can (laughs) exist it is from now on is illegal for anyone with semitic (laughs) genes to live but Iranians are fine. If chaos had a face. Did you know that Iranians were exempt? Because he said you have Aryan blood. Well, I think Ka-boom. the
1: only time being Iranian helped us out Ooh. of shit
0: was this. I always bring it up with the Nazis. <laughs> when the Nazis corner me in the street and you're like, you know, with a swastika, like, hey, I'm going to fucking kill you. They put a knife on me. I'm like, wait, wait, wait let, a me, second. <laughs> let me Google <laughs> Nuremberg Laws. See? According to Hitler, we're cool. <laughs> this is it's funny that most Nazis don't even do the research to be even a proper Nazi? Wait, you haven't done your proper research. Yes. No, I I know more about Nazism than you fucking spin And according <laughs> to, Nazi now? to the official king of... It's like Satanism. You know? Whose church of Satan do you believe? Are you Anton Levy Satanism? Are you the new church Satanism? The, the LGBT Satanism? Or are you the other one? It's so funny. Anton Levy was the guy who created Church of Satan. And he was drawing pentagrams, trying to summon the devil. Uh, he believed in black magic. And, uh, and he was full-on fascist yeah. and white supremacist. And then there's the new Temple of Satan. You can check their Instagram page. The one with the blue tick i see you see no i, I it's I mean, so far fu- it's listening. all all rainbow flags and pride merch like they're selling a t-shirt of satan is gay <laughs> and, and all the money is being donated to like the lgbt yeah. cause and stuff and look i'm all pro lgbt cause you know i'm very liberal and stuff i just don't understand it was supposed to be separation of church and state like why like so let's say somebody's doesn't want to pay money like which I think you like I'm all for LGBT. No, I, I just don't think it's correct to mix religion and uh and politics in any way. But these guys are so liberal like there. <clears throat> you have to join twenty five dollars like they donate the money <clears throat> to Ukraine to whatever. So they're making these decisions. And then there is the freelance Satanists mm-hmm. who are just people who believe in mm-hmm. like just believe I in see. the philosophy of like lucifer being the one who said like fuck you and uh, at the chaos aspect because everything with god was order and lucifer was the one and there is also the the fact that you know this, this character the trickster character has been appearing so many times in world mythology from prometheus who brought fire and loki who had the horns and Jung, so Carl Jung calls it our trickster archetype. You know they all trick, trick the gods. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Tom and Jerry situation, or you know, Coyote Roadrunner, you know the mm-hmm. blip, blip, blip guy. Yeah. So it's like tri- playing tricks, and and the trickster, which there's a good book on it, Ted Hughes's Crow is a collection of of poems, which is that it's between a crow which was God's first creation in the book, and God. And God is like Tom, and Crow is like Jerry, and they all play this like Crow yeah. is constantly tricking God. So so then that character became Satan, literally Lucifer, Lightbringer, like Prometheus, who brought the fire. And they all, in a way, they believe, not me. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not saying it's good <laughs> or bad, just, just very factual, very factual. Faction. Don't get it wrong. But uh, they believe that he was the guy who served mankind. He brought the fire from below by bringing that trickstery, by bringing that dark part of us. He served us in a way and and brought out chaos, which is St. Augustine's philosophy of Felix Coppola, Happy Fault, that says the best thing that happened to man is when... The apple, yeah, because we gained our free will. We said no to God. So by doing that, we didn't go by the plan of order. We made our own decision, which in Westworld is also depicted as that's when AI becomes sentient, is when AI doesn't do exactly what the human tells them to do. It starts thinking on their own. So that's why they, let's say, mm-hmm. worship Satan, because yeah. some of them don't even like the term worship because they're like, Satan wouldn't worship. Yeah. It's more...
1: well. In, in my opinion, like the fact you were talking about, I think in the culture where they are fascinated by Christianity, where their whole past kings were ordering their people by Christianity, controlling by people by like Christianity, killing people who were not in these codes and norms of man and woman, of soldier creating machines for the king. Now we get to a point just for going against that culture, that mother culture we mix the freedom of gender with what you were explaining, Satanism but I think in my opinion it's just a way of going against tradition I I don't think they worship to Satan or uh, Satan sorry, uh, or they are Satanists in, in this typical way of prayers But I think it's just a very first side effect of Christian fascinated culture.
0: Yeah. But what my idea is that if someone, let's say, is a Trump supporter who doesn't want to pay money to LGBT or who doesn't want to pay money to Ukraine, should be able to be a part of the church. Well, I have no idea what i have no idea <laughs> no they have... can't because like if you go want to join the new temple of satan yes. you need to pay the church 25 pay. so it's and become that an money church, they man. decide what happens to that money so they are
1: doing what church has exactly been
0: doing for thousand years exactly but Getting... not even that because the church doesn't really fund even pol- yeah you're right yeah it's become political that so you know what i mean yes yes
1: I'm sorry. can
0: you bring that also yeah the cranberry juice Yes. And give me.
1: <laughs> I just took some tissues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: talk um, for them until
1: I. Yeah. Well, just in my opinion, all the problem around this cultural, gender, disequality or other disequalities <laughs> is
0: are we going there now no 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 we are no, not just, answering. The best per- just <laughs> i've never talked about this but you're the best person to talk about this let's go i
1: don't know if i'm the best or worst but i think
0: these problems are
1: religious driven because religion was the way we control the society and, and the kings the church always need soldiers and if we we say it's normal to be yourself not, I don't think 99% of people are heterosexual who want to just make babies and add to the society, you know. If we let the people be themselves. And now we understood that. We understood all this misconception about
0: human nature being forced to us. Yeah, which was acceptable at some point. At some point. In the Greek-like times, they were all fucking each other. <laughs> Socrates, Aristotle, <laughs> all fucking it, And there was no stigma. Or even certain, I don't want to name names and go there, certain prominent literature figures in our region. Yes. Which we totally can't name names. Yeah. Here, here you can get in trouble. <laughs> there you can get in trouble. But they've been, we know them. Yeah,
1: and I mean, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, well, yeah, in my opinion, it all started this problem if i can say of our generation started 1000 years ago it's not something new yeah but and we the- are the first generation we we don't give as much fuck as our grandparents we don't have the same vision of death we don't have the same vision of god we have grown up with different perspective of what is god what is satan what is religion so we deal with the after death differently they needed to deal with after death by paying money to somebody tell them what's the truth and we deal with this that we might never know
0: how do you think it's changed the the question of death the question how did it
1: change yeah it's a big cultural change i think a few generations they have started we get to this point it's not a new thing if you look at I don't know 1960s they had their own movement 1920s they had their own movement they had their own school somehow in literature we start to adding what we've been hiding what we were like hidden literature somehow became public you know I am not enough educated to know how did it start but when I look at back in the history until today there have been always different literature who've been talking about this fact that the yeah. image of man and woman we've been creating is incorrect. Mm. It's excluding a whole bunch of people who've been hiding because they're afraid of being killed, you know. For mm. example, where we live, we, we kill them. The government killed people who are just little different or thinking little different from the normal codes, you know. But I'm not really enough educated to know where exactly it started. But from the lecture I had, I can see it's a long process and it's haven't finished yet. Yeah. And even in this process of cultural movements, there is up and down. There is going back and forward, you know, because it's really hard to go against this man-made nature of this is God. This is how it created. My hypothesis, some of us we're afraid of not having an answer of what is the end and what is the purpose so we give the first laziest answer coming to our mind and this is man this is woman, this is being hetero this is being this, that, that, that to just calm the questioning brain down but I think myself I'm a generation that we learn to accepting there is no answer sometimes to the question the brain creates you know yeah and moving on um and, and we saw and we saw not having respect for another being what creates in your political state in your cultural state i mean they have seen it too but we had the chance to have internet this is the first time a human being moving on korea can communicate with me here so i had this chance to have friends from all around the world, from different countries. And having this vision that listening to people who are different. I, I don't think my grandparents had this chance. You know, I don't think they were dumb or they were not intelligent enough. I don't see myself intelligent. I just see myself
0: more exposed, more to her, exposed
1: yeah. to, to reality, to reality accepting not knowing Yeah. while back in ba- uh, back then they were in a little village and reality was that little village and even now you are in a little village you're exposed to everything and it
0: will grow like, like will let's grow. say extraterrestrial oh my god <laughs> yes. no I'm not mean aliens in general <laughs> yes, but in general. <laughs> there will be a time if we survive that we have already like we went to the moon it's what i'm saying is not crazy did we're, we <laughs> we're, we're gonna get out of the fucking solar sister boom by some point either physically or so through right, do yeah. and that is then gonna change our minds and then your grand grandkid will sit and say you know my grandfather enough. i'm not saying he was dumb <laughs> yes. he just lived on the planet earth i mean that's what i'm talking about and that about. planet it's, was his whole world you that's know? what i'm talking about <laughs> this you know?
1: vision that you're talking about that in future they will always know more about who we are. But we didn't have this.
0: By like going always out taught, the cave. You yeah, know.
1: but we always thought what God says is true. And now we understood there is not really true we can understand. Yeah. There are this partial vision of reality that we can experience. And the truth is what we will never understand. We will always get a little dose of this painkiller to ease our existential pain of not understanding reality but i don't think we will ever get that global understanding because we are limited to our monkey consciousness so beyond that it's something as you said maybe in 200 years 2000 years if we survive they're gonna look back and they're gonna say oh they were not smart enough you know yeah but that's i think that's how it
0: works but i didn't even know how to use an asmr podcast last yes. time <laughs> it sounded like shit <laughs> i did a whole 40 minute therapy session about snow so emotional <laughs> then i listened to it and i'm like the audio is shit <laughs> i'm not gonna do that again <laughs> i'm not gonna sit now but joking but look like Yeah, like snow, I I just wanted to say, we went to this place, I forgot the guy's name, we can look it up if you really want to and you should, called We Are Still Alive, uh, an exhibition by, we don't know the name, it's in the contemporary museum. No, it's like Arte, it's like a... What is the name of the place? uh,
1: The Arte is non... uh, It's called Arte? Yeah, Arte, Arte. Uh, it's a non-profitable art center it's not a museum there's a yeah. difference between art uh, center and museum museum mostly they own their objects and they have this exposition now and then but art center is a place where they invite artists uh, to expose the contemporary artists yeah, you can rent expose. it and do your expo- you don't rent it you. they invite you mm-hmm. like how they invite you for your show you know for a weekend They call the artists and they invite them if they have... They didn't invite me.
0: (laughs) you forced yourself i said kick someone out i need to post (laughs) (laughs) shout out to someone but no um it's an exposition place whom i asked by the way parenthesis i asked him i said someone do you want to be on this podcast he was like well the quality is so low it's kind of demotivating (laughs) i said listen when i'm like oprah they are gonna be begging me to get on (laughs) back back to this no but what uh, i want to say is that we were talking about yeah like There was this exhibition and as I walked in, for people who have listened to the previous episode, I felt like it it was about death. And I'm not going to spoil what it was. I mean, you should go there if you're in Istanbul. It's fucking amazing. It's like contemporary art, you know, like objects and stuff that makes you feel something. Like, especially, I'm going to put this picture right here. If you're watching the video, this is the image of like a thousand shattered pieces of a statue and the limbs and everything. And you have to actually turn a corner. Just like in our apartment where we had to turn a corner and there was Snow's body there and and her items, which he also had like a set of like items that belonged to his grandfather and it was called my grandfather's last will. And he didn't touch anything. It was just, you know, the shelf, everything. And as I turned and it, it just had so much, it was so impactful. And I've never had that experience with the contemporary art maybe because of the recent events, like this whole death experience and stuff. And I was thinking like, man, I feel jealous of people who, who are more religious, because they wouldn't have these questions that I'm having now. The question would be answered immediately. This is this, this is the will of God. If someone left, that was their time. If there is a destiny, we have no control, so you surrender completely the control. I mean, Islam comes from Taslim, it's to surrender. I mean, I don't want to get into the religion yeah. stuff too much, but just touching the surface, mm-hmm. you get my point. Yeah. That we don't have that. We are left with, with our own, with, with, the, with the loneliness and um, with, the, with the pain of the fact that it is what it is. You have no control on it and it's random things are not significant and that is hurtful for an ego-driven culture who thought we are the best the purest form of life but that's what came, from, yeah, from, yeah, that's, you know? came from
1: religion to us yeah yeah but, but even can, before can... that
0: mythology we always thought that the fact that because we compare ourselves to the animals We say, okay, the dog shits. I mean, dogs. Honestly, they're better than us. I mean, that's settled. (laughs) But like, let's say you fucking see a goat, and then you see this other thing, and then the other thing that goes eats and fucks and meh meh meh, and we're the first to do art, and you did that, and then we took ourselves so seriously because we were like, oh, we must be hot shit if we do that. You know what it means? Yeah. This feels like a hot blonde, like French lady. Living in a Middle Eastern country, <laughs> she feels really hot. <laughs> but when she moves to Scandinavia, <laughs> where, <laughs> Just where everybody else is... So what I mean is that when we make contact or find an, the alien race or whatever, that will crumble our society because we realize that, oh, we weren't that special. The only reason why we thought we were special is because in this tiny part of the universe, which we call planet Earth, we were the smartest... They're even not that smart because we still do the same shit we eat we fought we have all the hedonism shit but we became a little smarter than the fucking armadillo
1: <laughs> well i think you can have faith without having religion i think that's what they took it away from us because the faith came to us with religion but i i have in my personal vision a faith and it has nothing to do with religion it has nothing to do with the pain of that or easing the the existential crisis you know but i think they took it away from us when they told us you believe in that's God? not good
0: let's not go there okay okay so but you know the thing is that i like like listen we're not we're really not discussing religion here no. we're discussing philosophy Heng. philosophy and so i just want to make yes. sure the people whoever is watching this for whatever go- government <laughs> they work <laughs> they know this but Yes. Uh, yes. And, exactly. and, you know, I, all the respect, but what I mean is the significance of mankind. If we think we're too important, I mean, you can be religious and think like that. Many times religion actually helps with that, right? But I think the problem is secular, atheist, whatever. We do think we're important. And that is painful. Like, do you think you have any significance? Like, every life is beautiful. We need to save. Like, the whole abortion shit. You know what I mean? Like, Not really. Anti abortion people treat this thing, one month old, two month old, nothing here, as a sacred, very important magic. There's a life inside you. If you get an abortion, do you know what I mean? Not really, I don't. I mean. So, why is that so sacred? Why do we make put our own life, like you shoot a goose? You go to Burger King and you eat another animal, but then if this fucking sperm became a little more developed, it's special. It's because it's going to be a human. And we think we're so fucking special that even this is special. So then when your flatmate dies in front of you, you go, ah. Nothing is special. We're not that special. That can happen to me, that can happen to you, that can happen to us. Everybody can this happen to. Are we that fucking special? Because if not, if there is really a God that, like, whatever. Like, we're that special. Why did this well, happen?
1: I, well, I think this this question, just in my opinion, is really ego-driven question. Are we special? Yes. You know? But in the fact, we are experiencing machine. as as the stone of a building experiencing the heat of the sun. You are experiencing your thought and you're experiencing your reality. I don't see anything special about that. It's only when you see yourself, Ashraf and Makhlughal, you feel special. When you see yourself in the top of the hierarchy of existence, you feel special. But I think it's ego-driven answer and question. While in my faith, I'm an experiencing a stone as the sun hits. It can be more angry just by not eating. It can be more happy by just seeing somebody who loves. It's just a collection of experiences. And there is nothing special about one part of this existence. If you see yourself part of the whole thing. But when you separate yourself, which is a good thing. I, I'm not against ego. I'm against toxic ego questions you know because ego is what saved me what got me to here if i didn't have it i wouldn't want to be good at painting i wouldn't be want to learn other language i didn't want to why i learned other language because i didn't get the respect i thought i deserve why i learned to do this do that it's i think it's a really good tool for me who i mean i spend a lot of time cooking i i see ego like a knife i use it cook feed people i love or i use it to kill Hmm. you know it's it's a it's a tool that can be used for you or against you and when when it's against you it drives you to the question that i am the head of this hierarchy not a part of this just existence and and this experience Mm -hmm. i think when when you we get to that point we separate ourselves from nature we get to that point we we become human in nature that's where we've been answering to this question wrong because we are looking at ourselves from outside where there is no outside you see what i'm trying to say yeah why
0: do you do art
1: i don't know that's a very big philosophical question for me i think me devoting myself to creation is just a continuation of i don't know if this word is english or no but it's just the continuity of nature creating is part of it it creates itself it destroys itself that's how entropy moving on you know by by moving a state of objects to other state of objects from moving a shape to other shape and i don't think i am making art i'm just devoting myself to this part to this creation i can devote myself to destruction it can it can be other thing but i have i think it started by luck somebody gave me a couple of tools you know I, i've been waiting for some answer i had some some days some time in my life where i could spend it going out and bothering people because i didn't have occupation for that moment i was waiting for a little time somebody just gave me some brush and paint and i was like puria or kuka is gonna be your next favorite thing i laughed because i sometimes draw you know this phone book drawing and everybody was like oh they're amazing i didn't have the same vision if they're good or bad or whatever but the first time i start doing it it was like something i was doing forever and i just had a pause a big pause a 25 years of pause since i was born and at that moment i started doing it it's like why you eat when you ask me it's just some need But i didn't know i have that need you know like for people who have never done a sport when they start they will see what they've been missing in their life is it was just in front of them they were looking for a deeper answer to change but it was just going of 15 minutes run in the morning and some push up, pull up, you know, just a little thing was what they were looking for, what they were looking maybe in other places. Mm-hmm. And by luck, I think just somebody who I love and love me gave me this gift, you know, and I could never stop, but I could not answer why people make art then. No. It's just the continuity of creation. So let's ask because
0: I'm also creative, yes. but I wouldn't say I'm an artist. And there's a big difference to me. I'm an entertainer. Mine is less highbrow. Mine is less, let me tell you some. Le, let me let you decode it. Yeah. I'll tell you the thing. And I'm not trying to be that deep. I'm entertaining. You know what I mean? I like, mean, I'm not trying to I'm be a, deep I'm a, at all. But, but you man, know what I, I mean? But, but the point is like rock and roll, let's say, or comedy, but let's not talk about comedy. Let's say rock and roll. Like I'm into rock and roll. I like to play rock and roll riffs and tell a story about it. You know, like I like to talk about, Talk. They're like I really like Sean Lennon because Sean, some of the Ghost of Saber Tiger songs, check him out, like Britney Jean. Britney Jean is about Britney Spears or Claypool Lennon Delirium has a song called Bubbles Burst. It's the story of Michael Jackson. Mm. And it's just t- telling a story. In 1983... Texas, Jackson, Mississippi, I don't know, where was it? His, like the facility where Bubbles was born. He was just a few months old when he was told that he was sold. They flew in a private, they flew the primate pet upon a private jet uh, and off to Neverland where he met the impish man feasting on candies and dressed like a dandy bubbles was treated like no other chimpanzee transformed in, whatever so it's telling the story of a guy who was the king of pop of it's depicted as this rich king who never had a childhood because then it goes childhood's end and bubbles burst and the monkey's name was Bobble and uh or there's a part where it says dancing with peter pan or whatever which which was the case like he's called it neverland and peter pan syndrome is the syndrome where about people who who stay immature and they don't mentally grow up uh, because peter pan you know so so they talk about a story of michael jackson and the pet primate he got i see yeah i don't know if you guys know or remember that he had this monkey with him who would do a moonwalk with him on stage and about how he couldn't experience childhood due to his traumas, due to his dad. And so they tell that story, but at the end of it, it's a story. It's like a Hollywood movie level. of, yeah. of uh, Then there is fucking Lars Von Trier. 20 minutes of shots of just images, and you need to like see. That's art. No, I think that that is entertainment, and I I do that.
1: Do you see the difference? Yeah, I think it's a difference you have made for yourself because the culture codes for me, they are stories. They, the story, I don't think my stories are deep because they are paintings. No, it's how people interpret them. As you said, what we saw maybe in the art center touched me less while it's my work, but I had less understanding even from what we saw, and you were way more driven in the meaning of it but i think it's just how we interpret the reality will give them a this holy statue of art and entertainment while if you look at closely it's a way of entertainment it's entertaining me at first i'm the first audience when i paint i'm the first person who is listening to the story there's nothing deeper than that i think that human is an animal who loves telling stories. But after, because the cultural codes, some of these stories become more important than others. Some movies, they are more artsy and more uh, cool than others. But I think in reality it's just storytelling and what I do could be interpreted very deep or could be interpreted very shitty and very surface. But for me, Art and entertainment are the exactly same thing is the part of brain need to tell a story. But is there
0: always one interpretation? No. There's so infinite that's interpretation of everything. Because it's subjective. Everything but is subjective. But entertainment is objective. I don't Let's think say that. you go you you can feel like that with art even the music can be more artistic like a Steven Wilson song and you or, or like a Bach classic piece and it's more subjective of how you feel. But then you can't look at our fan favorite song, Sting. And go, no, Roxanne, you don't have to put on a red light. Is about uh, it's about understand. inherent problems of racism. No, no, it's about Sting falling in love with the hooker.
1: Yeah, but see, and she put are... on a red light. <laughs> exactly, but see that you are, you have that interpretation because you speak English. Give it to me before I know how to speak English. Then you don't I would get it. Have my, I, No, I would have my own interpretation. So that's what I mean. Oh. It can change within the culture we've been growing up. The meaning of that sentence for you are clear because you had a different culture than me growing up.
0: Yeah, but that pisses me off sometimes. Like not with art, but with entertainment. When this Iranian guy uh, who didn't speak good English would tell me, you know what, hey, you Pink Floyd is about? No. He met this girl out in the cold, and she was <laughs> she was cold, so she wanted to pick him up with his car. So well, it's like, uh, hey, you, you out that? there in the cold? That's <laughs> that was, exactly what I mean. And it makes me angry that, <laughs> that <laughs> you're not paying attention to the lyrics because the wall you can't misinterpret it. Even Roger Waters today is misinterpreting it. I think somehow the wall a piece about mental health issue of a guy with daddy issue who lost his dad in war and the whole and then ended up becoming fascist because of it became about israel and palestine i I don't know what fucking mental (laughs) gymnastic roger waters did where dark side of the moon is about the gaza strip now (laughs) But uh, but to me, it's that story. He made a movie about it, and it's, it's that. It's the story of, and if anybody says otherwise, I can tell them you're wrong. But sometimes it's so art. Let's say another song. I, I I'm not a fan of, like, but the Division Bell song. The one, the grass is green, and most of David Gilmour's work. I would say, no, it's up to your interpretation. Like Frank Zappa, you can't misinterpret it. The enema, the Illinois enema bandit uh, is, I heard he's on the loose. I heard he's on the loose. He'll be popping up every one of them up full of Illinois enema bandit juice. You know what it means? Yeah. Illinois enema bandit was a guy who would have enema, you know, like a vaginal douche. You know, they could clean the vagina in He would put his spare minute, this is a true story, and he would go to women, <laughs> And he would do this. this was a criminal who was a, when he made that song, you can't fucking listen to it and say <laughs> it's about God. <laughs> he made a very dark yes. comedy piece about the rapist <laughs> and so that's so that's that, the do way you understand you, yeah you that's see, what that's the, I do.
1: yeah, that's the way you differentiate a form of creation, you know
0: and I respect what? you guys more what? actually. I respect you guys more because yours is more, you make it from, so it can be looked at from every angle. But what I do has one angle to look at.
1: But it's the same thing at the end. It's just a continuation of creation of the universe.
0: Yeah? Yeah. So they're both creativity.
1: Yeah, they're both creativity at the end for the meaning people take from it. We call one of them art and give it a special place. And it didn't have a special place maybe 2,000 years ago, maybe we were just workers for church, we were workers for the mosque, we were workers for the kings. And somehow in one point of the story, it became something more respected. And I think it can happen to every form of creation in coming future.
0: Yes. Yeah, so what do you think happened? Because I think it originally was all entertainment. Like when you go back, you see like all the Renaissance paintings and the, the Gothic paintings, like the Gothic ones are my favorites. All Jesus on a spike mm. and very realistic. Mm. Who can draw a sexier Jesus? with better abs. Like the six pack gets better. You see, it's always Jesus, like Jesus Jesus would lift some weight, bro. You know, like Jesus looks like, keeps looking more and more like Cristiano Ronaldo, you know? And then suddenly we reach the, the 60s or 70s or whatever, people start to smoke pot and whatever, and suddenly it becomes Basquiat. Art was all sexy, Jesus, for thousands of years. And then suddenly it became the weirder the better. You know what happened there? I
1: don't think the weirder the better. It's just changed. less technical, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's not less technical at all. I mean, Basquiat is a very, very technical artist because he's going against this need of a painter, because naturally you are designed to do better. Oh, I learned today make an English sentence. I'm gonna learn a better sentence tomorrow, you know. Oh, today I learned this equation in mathematics. I'm gonna use it to make a better equation tomorrow. This this is how we design to always evolve, always evolve. So in painting, same. So I think Basquiat is a master of going against this natural force, against this order of God that make a better Jesus painting, you know? So he comes and he become a new way of saying, this is perfect actually this is perfect of saying no to what your brain says good actually he found the freedom in creation Mm -hmm. because somehow nature sometimes can make you in a in a jail of perfection yeah and i think his work is technical in a point of not applying brush or or a spray on a canvas but way deeper in understanding how human nature works so that was his i think he's that's really interesting you talk about him you know because he's a great example of what used to be an artist as you said in the renaissance and creation and what became artists in our generation but from that point of time to this point of time is not only a smoking pot it's innovation of camera innovation of different form of colors like for example why now i can make a seven meter painting with just blue but in the past only rich guy had the painting with the blue vetments with the blue cloth you know mm-hmm. because the color blue was made from very special stone that can cost fortune a red color was a very expensive material could cost very so a lot of change through a story through culture and to come to what we call art today and what we used to call art in the past it's not just one change or one point of a story it's whole we we don't know why a story what sorry why the story of human moving this ways but this is how it ended beautiful, gay-looking Jesus, who we all love, to... Asafurla, he was straight. He was straight. I said gay-looking. He <laughs> no. didn't do anything with anyone, anyways. <laughs> to That was not a judgment. That was just a good way to call a beautiful man. Uh,
0: to Mary Magdalene tried, <laughs> but, but Jesus said no. Anyways, Jesus was hard to get. Mary Magdalene slipped into his DMs. Jesus was like, I'm sorry. I'm married... <laughs> He was like, are you looking for a long-term thing or a short-term thing? Jesus was like, I'm no, going to die soon. <laughs> and Mary Magdalene was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I met this hot guy. I wanted to get with him, but he said he's going to die soon. So I don't <laughs> want to get into any long-term thing if he's going to leave soon. And then three months later, he was back. <laughs> and he was like, motherfucker. We're loser. You, no, told me you, you told me you're going to die. He was like, yeah, yeah, but let me explain. I got resurrected. It's a new me now. Like, anyways. I mean, I have changed. <laughs> yeah. He came with a new Instagram account. When, he came to, when Jesus came back,
1: he was like... I mean, he saw hinges She's coming out. He was like, okay, I'm going to try this shit out.
0: <laughs> Again. Where did you think he found his 12 disciples? <laughs> Why would 12, 12 dudes hang out together? So Jesus was a bros before hoes guy. Yes. Like, you know, yeah, he was like, Mary Magdalene, no, no, no. no, no I'm going to go hang out with yeah. my 12 bros. Yeah, Mary was like, well, watch out. One of them, <laughs> this Judas guy I don't trust, you know. It reminds me of Tate. <laughs> this Judas guy, uh, he seems like someone who would uh, kind of betray you. <laughs> and then they were having food together all 12 of them sitting on one side of the table so cool have you seen yeah why did they all sit on one side of the table because like that's they,
1: how you how you make the illusion of perspective i mean people see that as a i religious. think I, they did
0: it for the camera yeah yeah i think somebody I was mean, like maybe we should sit yeah, there like, guys let's take a picture i come here do your do your last supper's pose it's like, <laughs> have food as if they're gonna kill me tomorrow let's go <laughs> And then Judas Judas is like I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. Judas, Judas is he's shit talking. Like, he, talk, he's yeah. like he's like he didn't pay the bill. He's like <laughs> you see how he's alive? <laughs> wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> but uh so sorry you I track. Oh no, yeah yeah yeah. He used to be a comedy no, podcast that's, that's the point. no that's
1: the point of talking. I love that. We were talking about totally different thing. We also, to
0: the Jesus dinner. So what I think what you were saying before is we always have this explain to aliens
1: <laughs> segment
0: where we explain something, but it's usually a comedy thing. But now actually we did explain very perfectly with very simple language and without using the technical terminology what modernism is. That was the modernism, with basket as a, And then they came postmodernism, no, it's, right? It's where no, it's, modernism is re-
1: contemporary. It's way after modernism because. But, also modernism was as as we were way talking back about how events we against religion by making a new religion and making a new church modernism was exactly the same okay they were saying this are the code of creation now i'm going to go different way they were saying like this should be No but be- that's
0: actually postmodern i think modernism rejected form and they said we don't need form just free for all like poetry modern poetry mm-hmm. became no rhymes no nothing you know like and all that free verse uh, beat poetry all I that connect
1: more content and, and then um, postmodernism,
0: which came i think when we were born like 90s ish then it started to go back to form but in new form do you know what i mean yeah i think we're creating
1: enough information to but connect. you just said yeah. that no but I, I i more connect our contemporary painting to to the way of poets you are saying just going to deforming the existence that's what i'm saying that it's it's super hard as a creator to to accept this imperfect because we have this i mean i have this maybe sometime maniac uh state that i want okay this be the way i want this is my taste but i think most of it is just how the nature explain aesthetic to you and what is beauty is you know yeah like and an obsession yeah, with that, perfection with perfection that's how i think the meaning of beauty have been changed you know through the time
0: that's why Lizzo is uh,
1: Lizzo is what i didn't catch you know right? Lizzo. yes i know the singer yeah yeah
0: that's why they they say like beauty this I, mean, like I don't know about that joking.
1: yeah i don't know i really don't know if <laughs> I don't know that much. He said the idea of perfection American has changed. I'm like that's why Lizzo, is, <laughs> Lizzo is hot now. Cut your joke. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Jessica not, Alba, you. No,
0: I'm
1: not. Back then, maybe, but you, yeah.
0: Lizzo, <laughs> She should be I'm on happy. every bikini billboard. <laughs> you're mean I, i'm joking i'm joking you're this mean, podcast fucker. keeps keeps going from left wing to right, to right, right. wing. nobody knows what i am am i, I am i is sexist changing, am the i family changing mm. and rotate to yeah i go from it's like boom, boom, boom. Like, like. <laughs> i love being here man uh-huh. I, love being here. I love to talk to no but that's also true because, because i mean i was making a joke but also that is true like there was a time where super fat was like beautiful then yeah, there's a where time where from. very skinny like the more anorexically yeah. you look that's how the harder like david beckham's wife you know like yeah. the the victoria posh yeah but, but
1: when i said beauty i didn't talk about no i know but even you know? even yeah, the, even the, the that, humans
0: yeah. like you know like yeah. men women but, but I the, I think that's uh, fashion like too. back then it was like suits and stuff then it became so hip-hop and like kind of what i watch what i wear that's why i'm still stuck in that because i like to dress what was cool in the fucking 90s mm. limb biscuit era you know <laughs> i never graduated to kendrick lamar you know and now it's becoming something else and there's something else and there's something fashion and everything And if you look at someone's how they dress you can tell how old they are and yes. what their idea of and it keeps changing and i guess that that has been happening to art i mean i think even today there is this artist called Kaw, do you know him? K A W, which makes these big bunny toys. Huge bunnies. Kaws. Kaws. Yeah. yeah, he puts the bunny next to like a temple in Indonesia. I'm gonna put a I photo. Think, I think if you're talking about the same person. The yeah, like, like, and celebrities buy it. Like, Kanye has a very expensive. I think I know. It's so cool. About. I love it. And if you go to someone, they're like, it's a toy. Like, someone for our parents' age it's a toy it's a,
1: it is a toy
0: but it's so good because they. but they, that's
1: what taste mean you know but
0: now I think it's changed to uniqueness is art that's the whole NFT era of oh the yeah. stoned egg.
1: I'm not getting there <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that
0: okay as you as can shit talk them but you know no, all no, the bunnies are the nothing, same yeah. right to Entree but then the eye is a bit different than this one so that's why this one is super expensive and everybody wants it because it's unique there's only one of it like he creates a hundred bunnies each of them have a unique feature they're just toys like a bunny doing this a bunny doing that but there's a little different and i think it all came from the whole nft culture of the stoned ape no not the stoned ape that's the theory joe rogan talks about <laughs> what did he call it
1: I, i'm not following. Bored ape
0: i don't know anthony that. Bored ape i don't know you don't know no it's the monkey thing have you seen it the nft monkey thing
1: Oh yes, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. The Bordeaux, yeah. they—they're all a bit different, but kind of the same thing. But they have so much value because there's only one of it.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the same. But I don't want. To what get, do you think
0: about it? I don't
1: want to get to this conversation. With all the respect I have, come on. No. What? What? How do you I see think the future the, of?
0: The, how do you see the future of art with all the digitalization, AI, and yeah? NSC's. This is the conversation I would like to talk about.
1: Yeah, hmm. I, I think as innovation of camera because i hear like a lot of people who from love you know say oh what if this happened that happened with ai don't you think artists will get out of the job and blah blah i'm like no actually that's great for me that's great for my generation because if you look at the time when the camera was invited invented sorry whole concept of painting changed People from trying to recreate reality got to a point to painting reality from their own vision, from their own taste. So I think the AI will do the job of camera. So they will have their own way of creating and artists will find a new way to create after that. So if if what I do today come to a point, a robot can do that. I will find a new
0: way of painting maybe not because okay the only we have the
1: we have the historical evidence that every time technology have entered into creation the creators have invented new way of
0: creating if they give the money back to you but the question is now there is a job let's say who is a prompt speaker whisperer where their whole job is they don't know code writing they don't know art they don't know computer sciences they're just good at giving prompts to meet meet journey or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. so they know exactly what to write like castle austria yeah. you want to kill a certain <laughs> race of people very technical you think it's not art <laughs> They wouldn't let you in an art school. You were born Austrian, but grew up in Germany. And you hate a several type of people. It gives you like that Hitler painting, right? <laughs> but that's their job. To do exactly right. That's, we what, I'm t- that's what I'm saying. But that's saying. not, I'm not an artist. That's a prompt design. It's not your the, the image. No, no, so, I don't
1: think that's what I create. I'm saying when that becomes norm
0: of creation. Yeah. When then you won't have that job anymore. I
1: will not create like that. My creation but then will you're be a different form. But yeah, maybe, maybe painting will be out of... Uh, way but as a creator okay. i will use a different medium to create okay i'm not obliged but to only paint i'm painting now because it's a way that i share my stories today if if that's been taken away from me by a camera or by a robot or by anything
0: but aren't you worried will continue i have friends who are graphic way. designers shout out to cam who was ranting Rightfully so. The other time when I shared a, um, an AI art that I love, It's got Gossip Goblin. So good. I'm gonna put a, put one of them here. So much pictures to put. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna put some of his. those does toads and stuff. He's really cool. And he goes, um, I fucking hate that shit. Instagram, rat. and I understand him because he's a graphic designer for a certain multinational in Budapest, and he is losing his job this is his source of income this understand is what he that. spent his life on understand learning that. and now that he wanted to have a future save some money buy a house have something this is happening but the corporations aren't putting that let's say i i I shovel and there comes shoveling machine i totally understand. and you have to then now i did the schumacher uh, like uh analogy before on this podcast like if you pay like uh this much now you pay you don't pay that much you put all the money as an employer in your pocket and then the government should tax them more like say you're using ai instead of human sure more efficient sure you pay more taxes and then the government doesn't spend the taxes on bombs in afghanistan or whatever they take the tax and give it back to the artist so you Puriya, your job was stolen as an artist then you can stay at home, and the same uh, money that the robot is doing your job will now go to you anyways as a social help. But they don't do this. If I want to keep
1: telling my stories in the old traditional way into that day, yes, my job will be stolen. But I don't see myself as only a painter. As I'm going to repeat again, I see myself as a creator. So if they take away, the way I tell a story today, I will use other way to but tell a stories. But what if all of it can be done by an AI? I won't be alive until Chat Chat time. No Chat GPT
0: <laughs> can do all of it. Like you, you yes. want to give prompts, No. now no, GPT will that's give prompts.
1: That's the thing, you don't know what that way. Because before camera, we didn't know even it's possible. Camera wasn't thinking. No, but camera, camera was, was a tool. But camera was doing what Painter was doing until that point in the history, capturing, a vision of reality copying of what they see that was painting into that point point. and what I see painting and painter is not my job it's a medium I tell my stories so if it's taken away from me there will be other way of telling stories and we've been telling stories since we were in a cave and we will be telling stories since we get vanished from this planet so me as a storyteller I will find a way that I'm not even aware of today thanks to that invasion of technology to continue
0: creating maybe maybe but the only concern I have here I would only agree with you under one circumstance if we get paid for that we get paid for nothing
1: if we get paid for nothing, so everybody will struggle for existing. So that's another totally point. No, 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 Totally no. different point. Like ca- let's like, say
0: a truck driver. Now job stolen by AI. Exactly. So what do he do? Like you pay him? Yeah, but for no. For no reason. I wasn't reason. talking about that. Yeah, for no that. reason. You you were a truck driver. You lost your job. Every month, the government should give you a thousand dollars or something. That way, I agree. But they don't do that. Then I can sit at home and paint for fun
1: true but the question was what if AI creates better than me? we were talking about the creation this is totally a whole different conversation and I have yeah, no because, idea
0: because somebody would pay you for that like a graphic designer let's I, say I, or I, something exactly, somebody would pay you designer. and get that art let's say somebody would buy a poster of yours somebody would buy let, there are many artists online like this uh, girl who made the Instagram uh, Facebook messenger we I have this theme with you which is like Tokyo You know, the cat, it's so beautiful. I follow her. I forgot her name. I'm going to put one of her arts here. And uh, she, like, let's say, has this Patreon page, which I love Patreon. You follow, you get this thing, you can support anyway. Then she sends you stuff, a poster, whatever. If you don't follow any human anymore, how are they going to make money out of art? you don't follow any you want a picture of let's say the air hooked to your brain like that black mirror episode they know exactly what image you like they make it better than any human would do it
1: that's what i'm saying we will create differently than image portraits than creating just image because it it's a way that we say stories today it's going to change to a whole different way of telling stories and in in case of your friend who is a designer it's totally different a designer it's not my friend oh, oh that guy yeah a, yeah a designer is who working for a special company for a special need a storyteller is not working for a special company for a special need he's just sharing his story within the medium he has today
0: so not for money
1: if it brings money but it's not limited to your
0: you're not employed of, by someone. You're not, more of a free yeah, freelance. You,
1: you, exactly. You can be employed by different people than just your boss who need a designer. You know, as a storyteller. Hmm.
0: Who would you, who would employ you? I have no idea. Like you. the you, let's say you.
1: For this moment or the moment that Like I know you. Every you job. did,
0: for example, you did something in a in the art house of Grenoble set yeah like Um,
1: a lot exposition because now today a storytelling need to be exposing in in the museum or art center but when you're saying all these places have been a house where ai or the robots are exposing their thing and it's way better of what we do today my job my way of storytelling will be out of there so there will be new way of to creating i i'm not able to tell you because the camera haven't been invented yet Mm -hmm. But the day camera is invented, think, I will tell you where I'm going. Do, do you go. think
0: you can still make a living out of it? And if not, isn't it sad that you're passionate about this? You can do this, but you can't make a living out of it. So, I don't know, you end up uh, doing the minimum wage job and stuff because well, it just I think doesn't in my,
1: pay. In my lifetime, it's less pl- possible to to get into that point that a robot can do the same technique of what I'm doing. Because we are way 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 in the beginning and the way a human body evolved in the last million billion of years the mm. way you can hold brush is very different than a robot can do it so when we get to that point I think I won't be alive so for no me, no no
0: you don't even need a brush the robot will recreate the image digitally
1: yeah but it's, it's not going to be the same Ah, so you say the man.
0: value is that a physical human
1: you human touch for now but I'm sure somehow we get to that point that the robot will be as malicious as uh technical as a hand of a human mm-hmm. but i don't think i will get to be alive then
0: But well, you know i mean we gotta wrap it up soon by the way but yeah. the the fact that how fast like when we were born and we went from vhs to virtual reality yeah. in what time and the pace in keeps getting faster and faster yes. like mm-hmm. that dual controller yeah i'm really looking forward to the dildos in the future <laughs> bro this haptic mm-hmm. hept- feedback who would need a fucking dick anymore nobody <laughs> it goes like i saw when you play the game it goes like when it's waves coming the, the controller goes <sighs> it shakes you like the waves would shake like it <laughs> what happened one playstation away from four to five the r2l2 is like from a man to yeah so i don't robot. know i don't think so i think in 10 years i think we'll see that i think in, I 10 years, in 10 years we will have how a glo- my stories? Yeah, global crisis let's see i would like to put this here so we'll see 2023 2033 2033 let's see what's happening We've already have a global crisis of masses losing jobs, including anything I do. Economic analysis, they can do it better. Management and marketing, and they can do it better. Fucking anything I do. The only thing I think from what we do, what we've done, is kitchen shit. <laughs> I've seen in in the the noodle pasta thing, have you seen the robot that makes noodles? But that's the level. I think that's one thing they can't fucking take from us.
1: The human manages, yeah. The pasta. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That, like kitchen work, food, serving restaurant industry. I think that's what, and maybe at some point, but in the, the next 10 years, that's safe. But in the next 10 years, every corporate thing, every, we're used to everything i was hoping to become is gone
1: well i have no idea
0: we don't know let's see we're gonna check this podcast in 2033 and Mm -hmm. we will see yeah man let's Let's do wait wait wait. let's do another podcast 2033
1: thank you this this
0: will be cool for
1: having me so my life i will be here
0: definitely we're gonna head off to uh, the open mic night of Tuzbiber If you're in Istanbul, come to Tuzbiber shit and every other shit. Um, any so anything you want to say? Any last words to the aliens? What if you could tell one thing to the aliens about our planet and exp- just what would you say to them? Who are we as a human? And what song would you send to them to represent us? What David Boys
1: (laughs) loving experiencing awareness and the song I would love to share the first thing come to my mind. let it be why
0: beatles it's a very obscure song i'm sure not many people know about it but check it out i haven't seen anyone listen to that song honestly it's so it's so obscure it's like can (laughs) hey you you're losing you're losing your vitamin c your vitamin c uh let it be yeah yeah beautiful Thank you so much. Now, can you look at the camera and say this has been Portals to Terra, prepare your brains to get fucked. This has been Portal
1: to Terra and prepare your brain to get fucking fucked.